Hey, Matt. Hey, Mark. What's up, man? Oh, not much. Just hacking. Just hacking? <laughs> you know, the usual. The usual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you uh, feeling Christmassy with all the snow and yeah, everything? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of a Grinch. Oh, okay. <laughs> At least that's what my family calls me. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think I, I I watched one Christmas movie, so... So I guess I guess oh, you're I'm kind in the of Christmassy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Yeah, I'm. I uh, I promised myself last year after the crazy December I had that I would really slow down in December, but like I'm just amped right, yeah. <laughs> about my side project or about this project. So it's been really difficult to force myself because I was meaning to take Fridays off. And I'm like, oh no! And I'm something. Whenever I hit like mid December, I always think like I forgot how short this month is. <laughs> so I'm I'm really trying to commit to taking off Fridays for the rest of the year, um, to slow down and kind of get a little more into the mood. It's just difficult because I'm yeah I'm combating the yeah yeah I know. <laughs> the feelings I have yeah when you got a good idea it's hard to put it down. I can barely sleep. Like yeah, it's affecting yeah. my sleep. It's it's good and bad. Yeah. Actually, speaking of taking the Fridays off, last week uh, we decided to go up north for, on Friday. Like, okay. My wife wanted to go see her dad to help set up some stuff, and sweet. We figured, oh yeah, I'll bring we'll bring the dog and we'll have fun outside. Hmm. But it's the very first time that I go up north and I don't bring my laptop. Oh, right, because I've always brought it with me just in case. You never know, right? Yeah. Something happens in production and. And this time I figured it's not my responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my business, not my problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. So, yeah, I felt it felt I felt naked though. I felt naked. Oh yeah, but, I bet. I bet. But it felt good in the end. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Is that something you could see yourself doing more? Uh I I for for sure until I start the next SAS. Okay. Yeah, I think uh I think my days of bringing my laptop are are done. Okay. Yeah. You got to go to Mexico stat. Like yeah. You need to go lay on a beach. Well, yeah, I, I, I am. <laughs> yeah. The plan is to go in February. So, awesome. and then in February, I'm, I'm not even like, it's the end of the transition period. So there's no more uh-huh. like obligation for me to, to do support. Okay. And it is just the trip coincide with that? It's yep. Like, it is. <laughs> it's like it's like two weeks after I'm gone. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Very cool. But yeah, so so I have been you know taking it easy, um, mm-hmm. still hacking with AI, yeah. um, except uh, my idea of making a bot that uses GPT to find expired domains that are like marketable or like can be branded into something mm-hmm. is not um, bearing fruit. Okay. Like, I mean, GPT is doing a good job at finding the ones that, that look good. Mm-hmm. But uh, every single time that I go look them up, um, they have no more backlinks. Their domain authority is gone. Right. Um, I think the, there's a reason why the five dollar domains are five dollars. <laughs> it's because they're worthless. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I haven't actually bought a single domain. Okay. So yeah, every day I get I get a report by email that has like mm. the best ones, and uh, yeah, every single time I find one, oh, I, I could do something with this. 
I go look it up and uh, yeah, it's, it's worthless. It's not even okay. worth the $5. <laughs> oh, really? Damn. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was a fun experiment, but um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to keep it running for that much longer. Sure. Okay. I think if I was serious about buying expired domains, I might have to up the budget. Right. Find a different approach. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, even if they don't have any like domain authority or anything, it sounds like you're finding some interesting domains in general, even though, yeah, even if they're not worth money. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I find I have no problems coming up with domain names, like okay. with brand new ones. So yeah. I'm not sure what's, what would be the advantage of getting one that, that is aged. Good point. Like maybe the domain age is good, but then at the same time, I, I don't know if there's a downside that I don't know about. Oh, right. I didn't think about that. Like, yeah, that's true. Is it possible if you have a domain that had lots of backlinks and all of a sudden all the the domain expired and they stopped using it and they lost all the backlinks? Like, did Google like penalize it? Mm. And now like you, it's an uphill battle to bring it back. Yeah, they can yeah, be better question. off. Better off with a fresh new domain. I don't know. Mm. I'm not an expert, and it's, this is what this wasn't really a serious, you know, venture. Yeah, true. The goal was to play around with AI. So, yeah, check mark. It's done. <laughs> Great. Yeah, but otherwise, I've been I've revisiting that idea of like writing a bookkeeping software for Canadian SaaS. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Go on. <clears throat> So I, I already know a potential customer. <laughs> <laughs> I know several. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's it. Like, the, um, I, I hired my wife to do the bookkeeping, like mm-hmm. in, at the end of the financial year, which was August 31st. Mm-hmm. So from this year, she was in charge of doing the bookkeeping and we decided to go with, with zero. Okay. X E R O. Um, so I mean the, the the exercise had two like the, there were two reasons to do it. The first one was to delegate the bookkeeping because I mean I I enjoy it. It's kind of the thing I do like in the evening, listening to music, and I don't mind it. Right. But it, you know it's time that I could be spending on doing higher value activities. Yeah. Right. So it's like okay, if I can outsource something, it's probably that. And the other one is. Like my my wife like is looking to to find a part time job like to she would like to work in an office and with coworkers and to mm-hmm. just to be working with other people and to, yeah yeah so so the idea was well like if she does the bookkeeping like if she learns it from scratch like she'll have a a marketable skill like mm-hmm. to add to because she she originally was a doula. And yeah. she, she retired from that. So it's kind of, it's a big jump, right? From, mm-hmm. <laughs> from being a doula to being an office administrator or. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she w- the goal was for her to, to learn bookkeeping. Sure. So she reached that goal, but in the end it was like, when it was time to pay for zero, like just because we have multi-currency, mm-hmm. we had to be on the most expensive plan. Oh, no yeah. way. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it just didn't make any sense. Like, just because we have more than one currency, like, 
you know, we don't use 90% of the features that they no, offer. No, not close. Right, no. like invoicing and, I don't know, whatever, timesheets or... Like, yeah. They have a thousand features and it's like, we don't need any of it. Mm-hmm. All we need is to have some accounts in CAD and some in USD. How much, uh, how much more expensive was the most expensive plan? Um, I, I'm thinking like over 60 bucks a month. I think if you paid annually. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, it was like, it's, it's like at that point, it's like, we could probably just pay a bookkeeper. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, 60 bucks a, a month. What if we paid a hundred bucks? Like we could probably have a full-time bookkeeper doing it. Weird. It just, because... yeah. It just doesn't make sense. No. I mean, not that I'm advocating in any way for Intuit and QuickBooks, but at least like that's a feature you get on the lowest plan. Like you get multi-currency out of the box. Really? Yeah. Or at least the plan that I have. I, I don't think I'm on like you because you uh, par- it's partly seat based. And I'm, pay- I'm like, <laughs> I asked my bookkeeper, like, I want to pay as little as possible for QuickBooks. And like it does multi-currency and it hooks up to Dext and all sorts of stuff. Oh, OK. Uh, last time I checked. QuickBooks had the same limitation. Like it was, oh. like if you wanted multi-currency, it was also their most expensive plan. Okay. Well, I'll check and, and get back to you, but now I'm not sure what I'm paying. <laughs> yeah. You're probably paying 60 bucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how it goes. Anyways, it just seems outrageous, especially since for the past few years, I've been doing it myself with plain text accounting, mm-hmm. which is open source and really easy to use uh but i mean i don't know if it's user-friendly enough for my wife to use mm-hmm. it requires doing everything in the in the console the way it was <clears throat> meant to be exactly <laughs> <laughs> so it's like so so what i've been doing is yeah i'm sort of exploring this idea of like just doing a using ledger the the plain text accounting command, like in the background mm-hmm. for all the actual accounting and the, the yeah. storing of the books and postings, mm-hmm. but uh, having a web interface that simplifies it. Totally. So she, she just has to upload the, C, upload the CSV files and it just uses Ledger in the background to do everything. Nice. Yeah. And then uh, can Ledger handle like a Stripe import? Or can you can you build something that does like a Stripe import? Um, yeah, if the goal, the what I've been doing is exporting Stripe to okay. CSV and then importing that. Okay. So yeah, the, I mean, it's not going to go fetch the the data automatically. Mm. Well, it could. I mean, it could, sure, <laughs> especially from Stripe. Yeah, but not. I mean, not the banks or oh no 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 right, the they, credit cards not, not in Canada no 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 exactly. It, it's a mess, and mm. even even zero wasn't doing a great job at it. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know what QuickBooks is using under the hood. Maybe it's MX. I'm not sure, but um, they do a good job. Oh, I yeah? still have to. My bookkeeper still asks me to export everything at the end of the month so she can reconcile it herself. Okay. Um, but uh, or you know, just as an added check. But but yeah, it, it works. Hmm. Yeah. So no, maybe. Maybe I should look at Quicken, uh, QuickBooks there. Because like, if, yeah, if they have a, a cheap plan that supports multi-currency, mm. maybe we could just use that. Yeah. Well, I mean, now that you're mentioning it, like 
<laughs> I, I'm sure I'm paying more because these they're competitors. Like they would be, <laughs> yeah. This this would be something that would be almost the same price or negligible. Like it, that yeah. I, no, I mean, they exactly. compete on so many different dimensions. This is going to be something. That's that it. Last time for. I checked, it was the same price. So that's mm -hmm. why I told my wife, I'll just pick whichever one you prefer. Like it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Like, uh, and she said, zero is prettier. So, <laughs> so I, that's the one I she believe picked. it. <laughs> But that's what everyone else was saying online also. It's simpler. And... Mm. But no, it's just that I had everything working in plain text. Like, yeah. you know, my, my, my charts of accounts like, like is already all set up. <laughs> you know, my scripts to import the CSVs are already all set up. It's really mm -hmm. just putting a web interface in front of it and then running that for a while and seeing if, if there's a product there. Sure. You know, if I... If I can categorize everything automatically for you, knowing that most SaaS businesses have the same kind of expenses. and Yeah, I, I think there's something there. Yeah. But yeah, for now, it's just, it's just for our own, our own uh, needs. Yeah. I love it. I love to see it. I wonder if there's a, a Ledger plugin in the Stripe marketplace or... <laughs> Any references to Ledger or something like that? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Opportunities. Yeah, I did. I'm surprised. I actually found quite a few uh, Ruby gems for handling Ledger files. Amazing. I yeah. love it. I love it so much. Yeah. Someone even like, created this CSV importer that does Bayesian like statistics to, to guess how you should categorize the oh no way the posting yeah like oh, based on cool. based on your history oh, it kind of right guesses on. yeah you usually categorize like like this oh man wow so that's smarter than YNAB <laughs> <laughs> jeez okay cool that's wild so yeah that's that's what i've been up to uh cool. and i think yeah it's just going to be that for the rest of the month okay let me know when you get that up i'll be your first customer <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I really want to let my bookkeeper go. I'm spending too much. Yeah. And like, and like, I think more importantly, I'm ready to take that on. In the beginning, I wasn't. I was like too overwhelmed by it. But now I'm like, this is bullshit. This is easy. Come on. But, but uh, I've got some, I've got some things I need to do, some things I need to change. It's, yeah. But it's fine. Yeah. All right. So okay. what have you been up to? <laughs> yeah, what have I been up to? Okay, cool. So I've been super busy with Email Wonderful. That's what it's called. Email oh, yeah, that's what, it, that's what the name is. Yeah. So um, I just, so I, I finished my MVP and I started, uh, and I said, okay, so functionally everything's there. It's all working. Uh, and what I'm talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, what I'm talking about is my Monday.com plugin. So uh, it sends uh, HTML emails. That's all it does. Monday <laughs> doesn't do this for some reason. And I said, all right, I will do it. So I got my MVP working. It does, it works great. It, it works really great. Uh, the only thing it doesn't do right now is images, but that's just because I pushed that off until I started to talk to customers. I know that I, I know through observing different watering holes that inputting images into emails is something people want. But it was tricky enough that I said, like, okay, forget it. I'll just run with, like, being able to do template substitution and HTML and run with that. 
So, um, so I've been reaching out to customers and I've been getting the app into production. So uh, I've gotten it to a place where through Monday.com's developer portal, you can do, uh, you can run betas. So you can have a private link to your app and you can just send it around. So uh, prior to building the MVP, I was messaging people on the Monday.com forums. I was sending cold emails and I was getting responses. So I had, I think I had three people that said, yes, I still have this problem. And yes, I'm willing to try an app. So I built it. I pushed it into production and I sent emails and DMs to all those people and they all responded. Wow. Which is great. And then uh, I have been messaging more people and my response rate is very good. Um, One in three people are responding to me. Okay. Uh, So I'm very pleased with that. Um, uh, I haven't had any... uh, I sent my first uh, links to the app on Friday. And I've sent, I think I sent three more today. Um, so people are getting back to me. So what's really great is A, my cold emails are making it through, which is fantastic. Because yeah, people are responding to my cold emails and it's working. Uh, they're also responding to my like forum DMs. So it's just, I'm just having good deliverability overall, which I'm super pleased about. Because it's, it's something that like, you don't really control. Yeah. <laughs> you just kind of send an email like, did they get it? I don't know. Um, so I'm getting through, which is fantastic. So uh, I've sent emails to people and I'm waiting to get uh, some users, which is cool. But everybody is like, yep, I'd be happy to give you feedback. Let me know how to install it. So very pleased about that. Um, so what I wanted to talk with through with you is the kind of the go-to-market plan that I have right now uh, because I, I want to move quickly but there I think there is a too quickly <laughs> and I want to I want to gut check <laughs> with you whether this is whether I'm being too cautious or not so there are there are two pages right now one is a forum post it is the for me it is like the forum post on the monday.com forums that talk about html emails there's several hundred uh posts in there it has like several hundred upvotes that's the place where everyone when you search like html emails monday that's what comes up so i can post in there and say you should download my app or something but i'm a little i'm a little apprehensive to do that until i get like ideally one or two of the people who I've been talking to installs the app, tries it, gives me feedback and says, yes, it's working or not working. Cause there's a couple of things that I need feed that I would really like feedback on. Okay. And then I want to go to that forum and say, here it is. Um, as well, the, uh, that hackathon project that did the initial implementation, uh, I have an aged account on that forum, uh, because I had signed up to it years ago. And it's and I, so I can post a uh, I can post in there and say hey you should try this app out because that's the other big part that's the other big result that comes back when you Google HTML emails so I can post in there um, so first of all I wanted to gut check with you like would you just post the shit in the, in the forums and just run with it or do you think like because I, I don't know I, I would like to get a, an initial blush of feedback before I go mass market. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good idea to get at least one person trying it. Mm-hmm. But like, like, I agree. If the goal is just to see like 
that they can they can use it like mm-hmm. you know they they reach the they reach that moment of success like where they're able to send an HTML HTML email and it works mm-hmm. then that 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 would be a good reason to do it mm-hmm. but there's also the possibility that they're going to come back and say it'd be great if it could also do this if it could yeah. also do that and then I think it would it would be unfortunate if you then don't ship because of that, like, right? Because I don't because yeah. I, I think it's okay to go back to the forum, you know, like launch in that in a forum post, mm. and then go back in another month and say, hey, I just added these new features to it now, or mm. or we're out of private beta, like actually anybody can use it now, right? You know, there's I think you can go back to it. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. But it would be nice. I agree to have one person using it just to mm. make sure that, okay, they, they were able to, to install it, to hook it up, to send in emails and it worked. Yeah. Then, okay. That, that for me, that would be enough validation that, all right, we can, we can invite more people now and test it with, get a lot more feedback. Mm-hmm. I, so one apprehension I have is right now, like we talked about last time, um, I'm sending email from my domain and there's at some point I'll figure out a larger solution to that problem or what the market needs for that as a solution. But the thing that I want to test is what what the, um, I, I don't know what, I think SMT, SMTP calls it like the personal name of the email. Like when you get an email from my Gmail, you get an email from like, it shows in your inbox as Matt Gale is sending you a message or like from Matt Gale. Right. Um, I want to know if people, like if people, because people aren't going to connect this app to their Google inboxes, uh, they need to be able to populate that. Or I want to know what they're expecting like when they send the email, what do they expect to land in the inbox of the uh, of their uh, of the people they send the email to? Because part of me, like, I still don't really know. So I know for sure some people are sending emails to clients. I know this for sure. Um, I know that. Uh, what else do I know? Yeah, so let's say I know that people are sending stuff to clients. So I need to know, like, yeah, like what what what's the experience that you're expecting? Um, because if SPF and DKIM and everything else is, is more important then I need to start that, I don't think I need to prevent that from, like you say, like it shouldn't prevent me from launching, but it is something that I want to, that's going to set the direction of what, I, of what I build next. Um, and those are, I mean, those are just conversations I have to start having with people. Um, well, if you sign up from MailChimp right now, like for a free account, mm-hmm. uh, what does MailChimp do? What does it put in the from? So uh, I've done everything through SendGrid, but either way, like in order to send emails, you send. But I, I was talking more about like a user onboarding, like a, and um, that that first aha moment where the user gets to send an email. Right. Like Mailchimp would be a good example where someone that's not technical at all. Mm. Here's about Mailchimp. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll set up Mailchimp for my church or for my mm-hmm. my hockey league. Um, so they set it up to create this mailing list that they can send updates. Um, they're probably not going to go set up 
a DNS, a domain name or anything like that. Right. <laughs> right. They, they probably just want to send the email from their, from their Gmail address. Like, sure. It's going to be mattgale at gmail.com that is going to be the sender of this MailChimp newsletter. Yeah. So you would set up a sender identity. And once you do that, then uh, MailChimp will let you send through that identity, okay. I believe. And that sender identity isn't necessarily like a bunch of DNS records, because I believe you can do it through your Gmail but all they do is ask you to verify your email and maybe like a phone number for anti-spam. Okay. And then once you've done that, then they give you a bunch of warnings about sending via Gmail addresses, but you can still do it. Okay. And does it do like that, that via, like where it says it's Matt at Gmail, but it's being sent via MailChimp? Uh, if you are sending through a verified sender, then no. It just says it's from Matt because you're the verified sender. So it uh, for Gmail, it might be different. I'm not sure. Well, I'm just saying they're using, like, it doesn't have to be Gmail. Like, I'm not saying they're integrating it to their Gmail. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying they're, they're sending, they want the from to be their personal email address. Yeah. And, but, but without connecting it to their to yeah. the SMTP or that personal mm-hmm. email. I, you know what? I'm going to have to check. I'm going to have to check. Like, yeah, I'm, because with all I know is because I've done the onboarding for SendGrid multiple times, I know that the aha moment of sending an email comes from you have to do a sender verification, but I've only done it through a custom domain, never through a Gmail. I'd have to try it and see. But um, as long as your reply to address matches the address of the verified sender identity, then there's no via. Um, okay. But I can, uh, but there's deliver, like I'm, I'm having trouble remember recalling, but there's i know there are deliverability issues around like if you have a verified sender address and you don't put that in the from then like sendgrid won't let you send the email because it looks like spam i, I sorry i need okay. to just stop talking cuz I, I can't remember like certain fields have to match or you end up getting flagged yeah but i just i'm just seeing sendgrid as a whole different beast and a whole okay. different clientele yeah like i'm trying to think of that the clientele that that's using monday.com like right they're non-technical the, but they most likely some of them have probably tried to do this before like oh i want to set up a mailing list mm-hmm. uh, but you know they're not they probably, some of them might not even have a domain name they just have a personal email address and they want to be able to send email to a mailing list from that address mm-hmm. in the from field but it's not going through their their gmail account or because hmm. i think your solution could resemble that yeah i'm uh i'm just i'm just going through the mailchimp i'm opening a mailchimp account right now to take a look because this is important <laughs> enough that i want to see what this looks like okay so when you sign into mailchimp let's just create a campaign i want to send a regular email who are you adding it from? <clears throat> it's from Matt. My email address is Matt Gale. <clears throat> okay, I can't go any further <laughs> until I import a contact list. So this is going to take a this is going to be a longer experiment than I thought. <laughs> but this isn't. <clears throat> this is not. It hasn't asked me to verify anything. Yeah, that's it. I think like I think I did it a few years ago, and there was no verification or giving them 
my Gmail credentials or access mm-hmm. token. Like it was just, I say what I want to send it from and they say, sure, we'll put that in the from and, and the reply to. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, either way, like, okay, this, this is giving me something to chew on. Yeah. Cause either way I, I'm thinking about, um, they're going to want to specify this in, in some way. Like that, I, I don't know, in their settings, they'll need to say, who are these emails from? And you could yeah. even make it dynamic. Like you could pull it from the board. It could just be from one person. Like, yeah, there's a bunch of different ways to do it. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that, that's kind of my, I know I need to build something in there, but I, I don't want to build. Yeah, I, I, I guess where my head is, is I don't want to just start building in hopes that I understand something when I haven't had a conversation with anyone. Um, but I know that, like, I can kind of triangulate what the answer is going to be. Like, they're not going to want an email from me. They're going to want to send an email from themselves. And, like, I just have to figure out how to make that possible. Um, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. This is an MVP. <laughs> it could be from, from your domain, like your email address at the domain, except the display name could be their name. What th- that's what I had and, in mind. And the reply to is their email address. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, that would be, that's kind of what I'm, so in the MVP right now, the display name is me, but that can totally, that can be whatever they want it to be. Yeah. And then the, rep, but right now the reply to is me. No, that's uh, it. I so I can, I can swap that around and, and see what the, see what the dealio is. Um, yeah. So that's kind of my biggest, uh, I mean, yeah, I want to get somebody, I want to get some people using the app, giving me a little bit of feedback. Um, and I want to, I want to get some ideas on the reply to and what they're expecting and that sort of thing. And then, uh, and then I'm kind of, uh, and images, I need to get images working, but I'm not worried about that as like a, like, I know I can do that. That's just like, you know, I have to throw some hours at it. It's not a problem. Um, I was looking around for like when I was building this initially. I was like, like I'm. There's no way I'm building an editor. There's got to be so many open source editors out there. So I found like I've run into Tiny MCE like so many times. It's just a little JavaScript editor that you can put in. So I just dropped it in and like, yeah, there. That's a great little tool. They have like a whole plugin ecosystem, so you can edit code in there. You can do all sorts of stuff, and their free plan is quite generous. Um. Yeah, you can edit HTML right in it. You can do all sorts of stuff. Okay, cool. So it was nice because it was just like, oh, great. I can just, I, like, is it 100 to box? Is it free? Like, just throw it in. Like, just throw the damn thing in and have it work and have people use right. it. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't, that's fine, too. Um, so that was that's great. That's all working very well. Um, yeah, I it's so nice. Like, I have a long list of marketing opportunities and, like, things that I want to get started on. Um which is a rare, <laughs> which is rarity for me, uh, but very cool. I've got a long list of things that I can begin with. So um, the last question I had for you was I wanted to talk about how to ask people for a meeting. So right now, um, like I really want to get somebody on a call or I, I want to get feedback. It doesn't have to be a call, but I feel like the, the uh, it'll be more visceral if I can hear from them directly. Um, so my, my tact so far has been, hey, I saw you in the forums or I observed you talking about this. Do you still have this problem? And I built a solution and I'm looking for people to try it and give me feedback. Is that something you'd be interested in? So I always give them the chance to opt in. I don't just send them a link. 
Um, and then when they respond and say, yes, that sounds good. I respond and say, great. Uh, here's the link to install the app. You can install it and take it for a test drive. Um, I would like to talk to you. I would like to have a call with you to get your feedback and to also hear more about how you, you know, what emails are you sending? Um, do you have a time that works for you, Matt? So I was wondering from your point of view, like, should I be pushing a, a call harder, less hard? I don't know. Do, do you, what do you think about my waiting of trying to get on a call to, to ask them questions? I mean, it, yeah, for sure. A call is more high fidelity feedback. Mm -hmm. So you said, how many people do you have like in a, in a pipeline right now? Uh, I have five. Yeah, it's tricky, right? Like, do you want to, to scare them away with a call? But at the same time, the goal is to test if there's a market for this. Yeah. Like, it, is this a problem they want, they want to solve? Uh, I just checked, by the way, and I got my first install. Yes, nice. <laughs> live, live updates. <clears throat> Yeah, exactly. I don't want to scare them away. Um, that's why I give them the link. And it's like, great, yeah, like, go take it for a test drive and let me know. Um, but yeah, I, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would I would try that. Instead of sending the link, I would send them a, a calendar link. Okay. Where it's it's like, yeah, like, book, you know, like, uh, book a slot and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll walk you through installing it and, uh, and then... Hopefully I can get some of your feedback. Live. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But with the same, like the same messaging that you were saying, or you're, you're building this and you're looking for feedback. Yeah. Like it's not a sales call. You know, I'm not trying yeah. to, I'm not trying to sell you this. There's no obligation. There's... Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm going to need to try a couple different things, but yeah. I mean, I like, I like the fact that you, you start off not by giving them any link that mm -hmm. that probably helps the deliverability also. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they're responding saying they're interested, then maybe the next email is, is the calendar link. Mm -hmm. Great. You know, like let, you know, could you find a slot where, you know, I could, I could set it up for you. Like it's still not polished. So mm -hmm. I might have to hold your hand a bit to install it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Like find an excuse why like being on a call will be, is, is important. Right. Um, and then if after three days they have not booked a call, mm -hmm. then maybe you reply like, Hey, here's, here's the link to, to install it directly. Right. Yeah. If you could record it in a loom, that'd be great. Sure. Okay. Uh, that, that's one approach. I mean, yeah. I think it, it's really, it would really be great if you could talk to them on the phone. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, I'm going to, so with the emails I've sent, it's been like, for the first batch, it's been, here's a link, can we get on a call? Um, maybe for the next batch, it'll be like, great, I'm super glad you're interested. And I love the way you said that, like, it's really pretty rough right now. <laughs> it would be really helpful, actually, if I kind of walk you through installation um, and then take it from there. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But yeah, but at the same time, maybe, you know, well, I mean, you'll see. You'll see if a call is is the right approach because maybe that they're interested, but they don't really have an, an actual use case right now for it. Mm -hmm. So then, when when you're on the call, then they won't actually know what to do. 
Right. Like they won't actually have a scenario where, oh yeah, I want to send an, e- an HTML email. Right. Although maybe they do. Maybe they, right now they're just sending a plain text email. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I just this is the thing. Like I I'm just getting started, so I have no data. So I just, I'm just trying things to try to figure out like, all right, yeah, what works or like what gets people talking, that sort of thing. Because I, I have a feeling that um, at least initially, I'm going to be doing a lot of email design work for people. Because <laughs> okay. like, it's, it's cool that people like want HTML in their emails, but it's like, do you know how to design an email? Like, it's not exactly easy. This And like, I'm not building Clavio inside of this thing. Um I'm sure there's other there's projects I can import or or off the shelf products I can buy that can that can do something like this. Um, but I yeah, think, in the beginning, I'm happy to just like do the design for people. Like, why not? But it might not actually be much design though, right? Yeah, you still don't know. Like, maybe it's just want to have a clickable link. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> th- yeah, seriously, it's, that's all I want. I just yeah. want a clickable link. Yeah. Yeah, but this is this is definitely exciting. This yeah, is, uh, this looks like like early traction. Yeah, yeah. I only kind of want to throw up, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and this is you're getting you're getting this good feedback, you know, despite the fact that it's the end of the year in December. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like it's so funny because I'm I've run this myself a bunch of times, and. I'm getting like surges of anxiety of like, oh, but like, what if that doesn't work the way they expect? Or what about that? And it's like, yeah, then you fix it. <laughs> or you, right. They tell yeah, exactly. you, and you and you change it. Yeah, no, that's it. Or even like you say, oh, I know I have to add images, mm-hmm. I, but I would still wait for them to actually say it. Yeah. I need to, to put an image in this email. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's where, that's where I'm at. Things are things are moving. Just trying to move quickly and yeah, talk to people. That is cool. I appreciate the uh, the wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is it's a whole bunch of unknown, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. That's what it's all about. It's just navigating the unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's that's all I have. I'm just yeah, just busy peeling away at this, trying to get it, trying to get as much done as I can, and to have conversations. Cool. So the next ne- next action is setting up a calendar, or or I guess following up on the person that actually installed it. Yep. So uh, I need some people to install. I need to have some calls. Right now, I have no plans for more development. Uh, unless people give me things that I need to fix or need to add, um, right. with the exception of this from um, uh, with what we just talked about the the from field uh, and trying to set that up so it comes from them and not from not from me. Yeah, I need to think that through. It's just tricky because you're yeah, like because you're you are you you as the sender are responsible for every email that is sent. So even if Mailchimp, even if you log into Mailchimp and send from your address. Mailchimp is on the hook for the emails that they send. Yep. So I don't know what they do to. <laughs> I don't know what they do to prove that you're not a spammer or to keep you from spamming. I think they. Yeah, there's, there's nothing they can do to prevent it at hundred percent, right? Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen. Yeah. 
but also ultimately like if i yeah but that's but, yeah. but when i say it's going to happen for them cuz that that's what they are they're like a email marketing tool so of course mm-hmm. they're attracting spammers yeah but you are uh like i maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe you will have a spam problem also but i really mm-hmm. doubt you can have a spam problem in in the first 2 months no no yeah i'm not going to have a i i doubt i'll have a problem until i release the app and then no, but e- yeah but even then like i'm i'm thinking most of the use cases are not cold emailing or mm-hmm. spamming yeah yeah but i would i would that's what i would do i would finish the mailchimp onboarding mm-hmm. just to get an idea of how they do it yeah and when they send it when you send that first broadcast what does the email look like mm-hmm. in gmail or in hotmail is there any, does it land in spam? Does it, yeah. is there a flag displayed beside it saying it's being sent via MailChimp? Or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I need to see this damn email thing, man. It's complicated. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. Like it, to do it through their domain is complicated. Like, yeah. That's going to be complicated. Mm. But I, I think there's so many tools out there for doing this, like for, sending emails on behalf of the customer. Mm-hmm. And I think there's, there, there are simple solutions. They're not, they're maybe not the best to protect yeah. you against spammers, but at mm-hmm. the beginning, I think they'll be good enough. Sure. Okay. All right. I've got some work to do. <laughs> yeah, right. or you could, you could reach out to someone like them to an indie hacker that does this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did that actually. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. I did that for, uh, from the WIP community, uh, one of the the CTO of Crisp is in there. Okay. So I reached out to him and was like, "Hey," because uh, he was complaining about have, having a ton of spammers. Yeah, he has a problem right now. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I was like, "How do you do this? Like, what? Like, what's? Wait, what are you doing exactly?" Um. And I was trying to figure out, like, okay, well, are you like the spam? The spam is a problem if you're sending from your IPs and your domains, your domain. Because if they come on and they register their own domain and they go through DKIM and SPF, whatever, and they send mail, you're not like, it's not good. It's not good for you because like you, you are still responsible for the email that you send, uh, the, the spam email that gets sent. So if they do all of that, they still have like a machine learning algorithm that's deciding, does this look like spam or not? And then banning them, because um, they could come onto the platform and be like, "Oh, I'm opening all these support, <laughs> these support uh, requests with these emails." Yeah, and then they, yeah, um, but obviously they're still responsible for the mail, so they have to figure out like, how do I prevent? How do I figure out that you're spam and then stop you before you you destroy our credibility? Yeah, but 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 I really don't think you're gonna have that problem in in the first few yeah. months. Right? Oh yeah yeah yeah. But I mean, yeah. I'm just thinking about like, what does the, what is the step one solution? And then we could think about what the step two solution is later. Cause, cause uh, crisp is a good example. Like, well, first of all, they've been running for years and they're only having a problem now. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I signed up for crisp, like they didn't, I didn't have to set up any DNS records for it. Mm. Um, and I'm pretty sure all the emails are being sent from crisp. Oh, wow. Okay interesting yeah and are, and are they sent with the via like mark via crisp um i think they just put 
Because the reply to also goes to crisp. Yeah, because it's like your, it would be like your crisp inbox at crisp.com. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But uh, when they when they send it, I'm, I th- yeah, that's a good question. I'd have to check. I think it it says you know like it's it's from Mark at Power Importer. Yeah. But when you hit reply, it actually goes to crisp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because the 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 personal field is is filled in to look like you. Yeah. And then the reply to is your inbox at crisp because otherwise you would have to set something up on your domain or some kind of forwarding. Like I looked at um, the other people who do this is uh, Zendesk. I was looking at how Zendesk does this. Okay. And it's very similar of just like if you use the Zendesk email inbox, you you have a mailbox. Like it's not a UUID, but, you know, it's effectively a UUID of the, of the, the, the person or the entity. And then Zendesk uh, routes that to your support, your support queue. Um, and if you want to use your own domain, there's like there's a way to do it. I, I guess maybe it is the DCAM and, and SPF. I'm not sure. And then they can send on your behalf, or like they're always sending on your behalf, but like they're sending from your domain effectively. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, no one no one's gonna spam on Zendesk because you. It costs a jillion dollars, and you have to sign a sales contract in order to get onto the onto the platform at all. So they're not worried. Though that would be hilarious. <laughs> I wouldn't put it put it past a spammer to do that either. It's like, oh yeah, I'll use AI and like fake my identity to be somebody else, and then sign up and not pay an invoice, or maybe pay the first invoice and then send a jillion spam messages, or I don't know. That'd be really funny. Yeah. Very cool. That's all I've got. Do you, you got anything else? All right. Is this the last episode of 2023? It is. It is. Yeah. Because if we record in two weeks, we'll be recording on the Christmas day. Yeah. That's not going to work for me. Yeah. I'm busy (laughs) that day. Yeah. Okay. Well, ho, ho, ho. And and happy new year. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho to you too. Mm. Um, And we'll, yeah, we'll be back in the new year with... Hopefully I'm a millionaire by then. That'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we need to see those MRR charts. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, otherwise I'll see you on Twitter and <laughs> talk more about the hacks that you're up to. Yep. Yeah. Cool. But I, I have to admit, like this bookkeeping thing and then watching you with a, a new MVP, it's giving me it's giving me the itch again. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, the the bookkeeping the bookkeeping for SaaS is a thing. It's absolutely a thing. I don't. I just the go to market is tough. If you can figure that out, then then you got it. Because I think there's a real need. It's just how do you get in front of people? Yeah, we'll see. Like bookkeeping for SaaS is like one of those things that like maybe it's a partnership deal with with someone like Rob Walling. Or Arvid Call. Like maybe you go the influencer route and you're like, right. oh no, because like these people just have the lock on SaaS businesses. Like if you can hire, yeah, if you do a deal where they like evangelize you or I don't know, like something like that, or they recommend you, maybe that's it. But maybe that works for every business. <laughs> if you, yeah, get, the, yeah, if you exactly. get the sign off from Rob Walling, then yeah, okay. <laughs> maybe this could be a tiny seed business. Mm, there you go <laughs> but uh, no I'm not th- I think there's so many Canadian SaaS operators that yeah. are in the same boat as us they're just mm-hmm. tired of bookkeeping or overpaying someone to do it and mm-hmm. 
answering the same questions over and over again. Yeah, absolutely. Go back to school and become an accountant. Then you can do their taxes too. <laughs> nah, I'll just let ChatGPT do it. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> Offload the boring stuff to ChatGPT. Exactly. All right. Cool. All right, man. Happy New Year. This was 2023 was awesome, but 2024, mm-hmm. best year ever. Calling it now. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> we only had a, a ChatGPT like part way through 2023. Like, who knows what's going to happen in 2024? Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm waiting for GPT five. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> we could be like, uh, 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 what's the name of the guy? J- Jack from Twitter. He was he jumps over Web four, goes right to Web five. Just- <laughs> It's like y'all are on web three, bitch. I'm on web five. <laughs> Get on my level. All right, man. Well, happy new year. Yeah, you too. Catch you later. See ya.